Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Today's Huddle Mike Husson here. So, we're going to fly right into this today because we're going to step this out for you guys in process. I'm going to work over the next four days, over the next four fundamentals, which I like to call from the 80-20 rule, the 20% that will give you, what, the 80% of the results that you want. If you haven't studied the 80-20 rule, get out a book and pick it up and study it because it's a great understanding of Prieto's principle on 80% of the results will come as a result of 20% of the activities that we put into our businesses on a daily basis. So I'm going to fly around today a little bit on some examples here, but I want to get to the first fundamental, okay, that today as we prepare ourselves going into the third quarter of this year, I asked you some serious questions yesterday and I hope that you went back, listened to the audio recorded some of those questions down, if not all of them, and are beginning to answer them forthrightly and getting very, very clear about the next level of business opportunity for you and what you're doing. Guys, this is fundamental and pure and simple. We have to work daily in our businesses. And whatever business that you might be in, you have to work daily every single day on the very core basics of your business so that way you can have a growth-oriented, highly productive business. If you're dabbling in it and you that's your goal and your mission, that's perfectly fine. You may not feel that this might apply to you, but at the end of the day, we've got to find people, we've got to follow up with people, we've got to qualify them, and we've got to present to them. And so I want to share with you today the element of uh, of lead generation and prospecting. Guys, this, as I said in my email, is a very critical area. Simply, if you're not finding new opportunity on an ongoing basis, you're simply out of business. You really have nothing going on for yourself. You're diminishing your asset in the marketplace. You're diminishing your exposure and, and you're also diminishing the value of yourself in terms of your skill sets and your mindsets because Oftentimes, leads lead to opportunity, and we've got to wrap our head around it, whether we like it or not. Now, you have in your mindset that you can get some business just simply by hoping that it's going to come, and I like to call that hope marketing, and hoping that somebody's going to call you, hoping that you put a sign on the ground if you're in the real estate business and somebody's going to call you, hoping that the, the door of opportunity will open up for you. Now, inherently, there's nothing wrong with hope. It gives us possibilities, but hope is not a strategy at the end of the day. So the better way to think about this is how can you control the business that you want to have going on for yourself? How do you control that? And the best, most proactive approach is to go and find opportunity. Now, there's obviously multiple ways to find opportunity. I'm sure you'll agree with me. There's hundreds of them. I talked about them in a previous recording, the many different ways to find leads in your business. Now, if you're in a specific business that I didn't touch on, certainly you probably have a very good idea of what it is that you need to go after in the type of market, what is the who is who excuse me who is going to be buying the product from you buying your services from you and you really really need to know that now once we've identified who 
Now we got to figure out how, okay? Now, the how part is the tricky part in that there's your, your lead generation in its fundamental is like a tree, okay? I live down here in South Florida, so I'm going to use a mango tree. Now, mangoes, when they are beginning to blossom, okay, they are very green, okay? And very typically, they hang where? They hang pretty much mid to the upper part of the tree, okay? Now, as they begin to ripen, they start to juice up, they start to get yellow, if you know the mango, and they start to begin to fall to the ground, and they become the low-hanging, better-picking opportunity for enjoyment, period, okay? I remember growing up, we would go out and look in our, in our backyard, get mangoes, and we pull off some of the green ones and we'd eat into them and they'd be really sour or bitter and but then we would pick out the yellow ones and they'd be sweet and juicy and scrumptious and they really really satisfied us right then and there so where I'm going with this is that you have to identify the three parts of your tree okay the first part is the low-hanging fruit my question that I will always have for you is why do we dig for the high part of the tree when we have in front of us the low-hanging fruit okay now if you're in the real estate business which a lot of you who are listening to this recording happen to be okay what are some of the low-hanging fruits that are available to you in your business now what I want to say about this is that they do exist and what are those low-hanging fruits those are the people the individuals that have their hands and they're screaming out to you as an agent, hey, I want to sell, hey, I want to buy. And they are letting you know without question that they want to do something. So oftentimes we hear these screams and we freak out because we feel that since that fruit is very low, there's going to be a bunch of people going after it. Now, oftentimes the professionals in the sales business are going after the lowest hanging fruit more often than the higher hanging fruit. However, it's not as fierce as you might think it is. It really isn't. You know, your competition is out there, but at the end of the day, they're not going to do what you're being trained to do, which is to go out there and consistently pursue, follow up, and go after the opportunity more aggressively than the next guy or gal, very, very simply. So let's go back to the example of the low-hanging fruit in the real estate world, okay? Now, it's obvious that you guys are in the business, and you've heard me say this before, or you inherently know this because of the nature of your business, okay? We've heard of them. They're called for sale by owners. We've also heard of them expired listings, canceled, withdrawn listings that are available in the marketplace for you to go after. Now, these people have raised their hand up and said they want to do what? They want to sell. They want to sell. And they've made that decision that that's what they want to do. So, guys, when you're going after these markets, okay, you got to say, where is the greatest opportunity for me to win now, mid, and long term? And you have to begin with the lowest hanging fruit if you want to begin to acquire opportunity and make money faster. It just, it, it's, it's, it's just a natural, natural 
process that we go through in this whole world, okay? There is a space in this opportunity for you to really say to yourself, okay, what can I do to go out there and find the lowest hanging fruit? Now, going back to, again, the real estate example, the for sale by owner. That is by far one of the very best, in my humble opinion, because I was really successful at it, literally listing between 12 to 15, sometimes more of those puppies every single month. Okay. I then went after expired listings. Again, these are people that had their hand up. The better part about expireds versus maybe the for sale by owner is they already have an experience with the agency side and they're willing or, or they were at some point committed to paying a commission versus the for sale by owner may not be committed to paying a commission until they've otherwise, ha otherwise have been educated and the understanding and the value of doing that, okay? We just have to decipher what's the best approach to each of these folks. And so when you determine that your whatever your lead process is going to be, what is your lowest hanging fruit? Now, going after by owners is a very, very powerful thing to do. One, two, for as much as you think and feel or believe or, or perceive, it's not a very, very competitive market. It really isn't. If they're available for you to call on in your marketplace, and I have some clients and, and, uh, that, that I work with that it's, that it's a very tight market. There's not a lot of them out there. But if you do have them, there should be no reason for you to not to go after them without question. Now, when I say it's not competitive, I'm going to tell you guys, there are more agents who know this conversation that I'm having with you guys today that get this philosophy, well, they're out there, but the, and the, but I don't want to go after them, or they don't, they're hard to work, or I just don't know what they're going to do, or whatever their excuse is for not going after them. Simply said, guys, this is a great niche for you to be involved in. The reason I say it's not competitive, because if you're thinking that, and you're being trained and, and, and counseled on this opportunity, yet you're not doing it, can you imagine the folks that have no training or no counseling in this particular arena? They're for sure not going to do it. And even the ones that do do it, they're not really good at it. There's only a very, very small handful of people that are really good at it. And frankly, it ain't that difficult when you get down to the brass tacks of it. It just takes some persistence. It takes some common sense. It takes a, con a continuation of communication with people in the buy owner market. And it's a very, very powerful opportunity. You need to take advantage of it. You need to figure out exactly the best processes for making that happen. And I will guarantee you, if they are available in your market, you can be one of the richest agents in your area simply by going after that market. If you're not, well, I don't want to say it, but shame on you because it's really easy. <laughs> okay, it's not that difficult. <laughs> Excuse me, now expired listings on the other side okay those folks again have had their hands up and they've raised it they raised it up before they've got engaged with somebody and something happened that caused their property not to sell now sometimes it's they've changed their mind or uh they they weren't really highly motivated in the beginning and they didn't get the price that they wanted because they overpriced it those are some common areas but oftentimes okay 
if an agent takes a listing, and I blame the agent quite honestly for taking a listing from an unmotivated seller at a very high price and offering a low commission. That is the agent's fault for accepting that and actually putting it on the market because eventually that property will expire. Now there's other sundry reasons and those are probably what I like to call, as you've heard me say this before, exceptions to the rule. Okay, But here's the deal guys. These are two very, very powerful niches that when you can master them, you'll become very successful in your business. You just have to go after them and create a system, okay, of persistence and follow through and, and, and articulate that and continue to work it. You can't try it one day, one week, one month and say, oh, this crap doesn't work. I'm going to go do something easier and less threatening and less confrontational. You got to go after it consistently. I have a client, when he turns on the machine, he's doing one to two a week at the end of the day, okay? And it's very, very possible that anybody could do this in, without saying, okay? And there's probably a chance that he could mu do much, much more, but at the end of the day, I know when he turns on the nozzle, because he's already created a system, he's already created a dialogue, because he, in the beginning when he started it, he was persistent, he followed the guide that we talked about, and we set it up and he did it. And without question, he's he's banking them when he goes after them. And anybody could do the same exact thing, no excuses. A third area in your business, okay? Again, I'm staying on the real estate side today and, and you guys who are not in the real estate business, you must think in this way, okay? I'm just giving you an example in a particular niche which happens to be real estate, okay? A third niche, which is often missed, is the probate niche. This is becoming more profound and opportunistic in the world of real estate. Remember guys, we were born to die at the end of the day. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it is what it is, okay? And oftentimes people live their lives, which is a great percentage, unfortunately, who die and they don't have any way or wills or any trust set up for their, and when they, when they, when they, uh, in their demise, and therefore, the, the, their properties are left to the courts, okay, to make a decision, thus it goes to probate. This is a wonderful, wonderful area that when you can master it, can be a great area for low-hanging fruit. Again, there's a lot of people who own properties, they don't want them. They are called, what we call in the, in the world of real estate, don't-wanters, okay? And they don't want these properties anymore. The fourth area... And this is a highly missed area, only because we assume that people will call us, and that is your database. Your database is your largest asset that you'll ever have in your business. You build up to your database, okay? How do you build it up? Well, first of all, a database is created from people that you don't know, who have now have become people that you do know, okay? And so it's inherently, uh, appropriate for you to make sure that you go after this base of people consistently. You must make them aware of what you do and why you do it and how you can help them and people that they know achieve a particular outcome or result. And this frankly goes across any business, okay? There is nothing with, with, without question that is more powerful than your database because these people know you. Okay, guys, so let's wrap this up today. Lead generation, 
prospecting, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to put a tag on it, I don't care. Finding new people, okay, let's come up with a new term that everybody else is not using, but let's find new people and talk to them and find out what we can do to help them. Start with your low-hanging fruit and work your way up the ladder, okay? Again, there's short-term, there's mid- and long-term opportunity. Remember, as I said in one of my audios and one of my programs, uh, videos that I did a couple of weeks ago and recordings, I did think a couple of them, but that one, there's a very, very small percentage of people that are now buyers and the rest, rest of the group is mid- and long-term buyers, okay? You have to be out there all the time talking to people. So, exercise for the day, okay? What areas in your business can you go after today? What's the lowest possible hanging fruit? Determine what that is and then figure out how to make the approach to them, okay? Figure out how to make, when I was listing 15 of them a month, on average, uh, it, it was just a very powerful system, but a simple system. It wasn't really complicated. Yes, it took work, but the payoff was tremendous. So what system do you need to work your biz, your leads, your lowest hanging fruit, and then work your way out? Remember, lowest hanging fruit, midterm, long-term, your database, understanding that's your largest asset. And guys, you got to work on this part of the 20% that will get you 80% of the results. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the next 20%, which is really, really important in order for you to get more business in your career. Okay, guys, thanks so much for your time. We will talk to you later. Man, these things get going, and I just can't stop the train. But listen, money doesn't have any mindset. It just goes forward, and if you want it, hopefully you've listened all the way to the end. Go to realprofitbuilders.com. Listen to this and all the other recordings. Got any questions? Mike at MikeHusson.com. Reach out to me. Help you out in any way that I can. Go make it a great day.